Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson, with me as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston on this fine Friday. It is a fine Friday. It's a fine Friday indeed. It's a fine Friday, and I'm wearing my Felony Friday shirt right now. No oh, look vi- at that. No victim, no crime. No victim, no time. Right there. Mm-hmm. Does he still? Does John still call it Felony Friday, or is it Finding Freedom, or is that just another thing? Maybe I should have looked that up beforehand. I like to call it Fine Friday. We call it Fine Friday right mm-hmm. here, and I it's guess a fine. little plug. Not that they need one, but a little plug for Lines of Liberty and Mr. John Odermatt. He put out a nice episode about vaccine mandates, and I tell you what, go listen to it because at first I didn't think I was going to agree with him, and then I listened to it, and I did agree with him. Mm-hmm. So turns out that you should go listen to it. You should always listen to it anyway. Hey, something crazy just happened. You should also, uh, thanks to Amanda from Civil Discord, it's another podcast you should go check out. Mm-hmm. They have a Twitter feed. Uh, they broke <laughs> the news to us and now to they the did. rest of you all. You probably know this by the time you're listening to this, but uh, Kyle H. Rittenhouse was was acquitted. He was found, he was not, found guilty. not guilty on all charges. Unanimous verdict. I did not expect it. I've said that eight times by now. I just thought this was going to come down to a mistrial thrown out there by the judge. But it turns out the jury came back. And all that talk about how when a jury takes a long time that it wasn't going to be a good thing for the defendant. Turns out they were just watching all the videos in super slow motion this whole yeah. time. And so you want to, I guess we could play the actual thing real quick. Well, we just watched is, it with a live group. But. For those that are around, have been around for a long time, it's typically dumb bleep uh, of the week on Friday, which we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. But we had a great White Pill Wednesday episode with Joe and Norberg. And now we have a bit of, I, I would call this White Pill News before we get into the dumbest things we found all week. I will. Although I will say the, um, the price of an Airbnb in Kenosha just dropped for the weekend. I'll tell you that much because you're just, ain't going to want to be there for a little bit. And I don't mean to make light of it, but this weekend's news is going to be a bleep show. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And we are going to have a whole new Dumb Bleeps episode worth of Dumb Bleeps from Twitter probably over the next 20 minutes on Twitter. That's that's what's going to happen. So anyway, let's play the jury actually coming back with this verdict so you can hear it if you haven't already heard it. Here's what that sounded like. Rise face the jury and hearken to its verdicts. State of Wisconsin versus Kyle Rittenhouse. As the first count of the information, Joseph Rosenbaum, we the jury find the defendant Kyle H. Rittenhouse not guilty. As to the second count of the information, Richard McGinnis, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the third count of the information, unknown male, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fourth count of the information, Anthony Huber, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. As to the fifth count of the information, Gage Grosskreutz, we the jury find the defendant, Kyle H. Rittenhouse, not guilty. Members of the jury, are these your unanimous verdicts? Is there anyone who does not agree with the verdicts as read? Would you wish the jury pulled? 
Okay. That's it. That uh, I could watch that over and over again. Listen, I think this was the right verdict. Obviously, what they found was that he was acting in self-defense while he did it. That's why they didn't get him on any charges. So, like we and a lot of other people said to begin with, if they decided that this was self-defense, the whole thing, then none of the charges were going to go. And that's what they ended up coming back with, was self-defense. So that's a win for self-defense, which I think it was. Yeah, I think then it's a win for liberty. Now, of course, it, you know, it's sad that um, people lost their lives, and I'm sure the family of Rosenbaum and some other folks are definitely um, upset today, but the 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 fault does not lay at written house's feet. No, it or, doesn't. Or hands. Or none of, no so, parts of his body have any fault on them. Just to clarify, none of them do. So and what I was mentioning in the in the pre-show was that I bet the judge is like thank god. Mm-hmm. Like just that he didn't have to declare a mistrial which it looked like it was leaning potentially that way especially with what happened. Um, on Monday with the video evidence and the compression of the file or sending a different file, they're going to have to call expert, uh, witnesses and investigate that whole debacle. Uh, there were a lot of things that made the judge queasy in his own words. And he was like, this makes me super queasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that. And so I think, um, he's probably pretty happy that he doesn't have to make that decision that they still came to an acquittal, uh, regardless. So, we got to take a break and talk about our sponsor, BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, something preventing you from achieving your goals? I've gone through this before. Charlie's gone through this before. He uses BetterHelp himself. I've gone and talked to counselors before. Sometimes maybe you're being a little bit too hard on yourself. Maybe there's a different perspective that you need to look out for. Taking care of your mental health is something that is very important and it's also very possible. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You're going to connect in a safe and private online environment, so much more convenient than fighting traffic, going into the office somewhere. You just get on the app and talk to someone. You can start talking to them in under 24 hours. This is not some self-help app. This is actual professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you're going to get a timely and thoughtful response. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to go to that freaking waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to giving you great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. If they match you up with someone and you don't like them, you can switch over to someone else. It's more affordable than actually going into the office because you're just doing it over an app. And this is available worldwide. You got expertise in so many different areas. Depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family, grief, self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. This is very convenient. It's professional. It's affordable because you're doing it through an app instead of going into the office. You can go to the website and check out the testimonials. And by the way, this is not a crisis line. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. There's a reason for that because a lot of people are using this app to get help. If you want to start living a happier life today as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com gml. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's betterhelp.com slash gml. 
I, a little bit of a white pill Friday to be followed up by a whole bunch of dumb bleep from the previous week. So in the first dumb bleep right here that um, Charlie's going to give you his thoughts on, because I don't know if he's seen it, but I'll play it real quick. This happened last weekend, but we do our dumb bleeps on Friday. So then everything that occurs within the next seven day period is eligible for dumb bleep after that. So this, uh, this was from Saturday Night Live, just to move to something stupid right off of something very serious. Mm-hmm. It seems super not important, but that's okay. And we're just going to make fun of something for a second, just to lighten up the mood. But um, I want to get Charlie's thought. Have you seen this yet, Charlie? I'm assuming that you didn't see it. I haven't. I have okay. not seen this. All right. We'll get Charlie's thoughts on this. And let's make sure. It's- <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. I used to host Fear Factor, and now doctors fear me. Can you? Well, that's not good. Let's keep going. Help me, Joe. Oh, sure thing, Big Bird. You see, I took Carlos Mencia down. I could take COVID. Here's some zinc and ayahuasca and some horse medicine. Well, why would a bird take horse medicine? I'm a human and I took horse medicine. (laughs) And I'm speaking of things that uh, are horse-like. Today's two sponsors are the letters S and D, as in I can S my own D. Hey, Charlie laughed, so maybe it was funny. I don't know. It's still funny. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I just... I feel, I don't know. So Charlie still it's thinks Pete it's... Davidson, isn't it? Yeah. Which, you know, the obvious thing. It's not a very good Joe Rogan. No, he's right not, there. No, not a great Joe Rogan. No. Um, um, what is the deal with Pete Davidson? Like, people liking him so much. I don't really get You see he's like dating Kim Kardashian now? Well, there's... How does this happen? You want to know why? I got the inside scoop on this pop culture thing. He's a gold digger? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what's what going it is. On. No, apparently he dated... Uh, Rihanna, Rihanna, Rih- Rih- yeah, Rihanna, and uh, she put the word on the street that he's uh, that he's packing. Oh, okay. So that's <laughs> what's funny. From is what I hear that was also my assumption. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, now that's apparently the truth. Okay, all and right. So now I guess he's going to be passed around. So you're saying he's the one that's uh, provoking the situation it's, when he goes <laughs> places. <laughs> He's definitely poking, provoking, poking uh, the situation. I got you. Okay. Yeah. My, That's from what I hear, my <laughs> issue, my issue with this was I feel like comedy. Um, I don't know. I, I get making fun of something like this, but like when you take things that like aren't true and you know, they're not true. And then you just create this skit. Like it'd be one thing if it were a true thing, like Rogan got some horse medicine. And he took the horse medicine and then they were making fun of him for taking horse medicine. But then you combine this political argument into the comedy and you're making fun of something that didn't actually happen. And to me, that's where you just kind of lose it, where you're just kind of forcing this. I feel like the comedy is supposed to be poking fun at things that are kind of real based on some kind of truth a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I laughed at the S my D part. I thought that was, <laughs> thought that was pretty fun. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're a high schooler still at heart. Exactly. I'm I just a little tiny kid, an immature, you know, kid yeah. at heart. Yeah. Okay. And no matter how amazing I sound on this show. <laughs> you're still just a small child. Still That's really all it is. Just a little tiny baby Chuck. Okay. So uh, the, let's just move well, on. But you're right. I, well, let me just say, um, I, I still think anything you can joke about, but. Um, oh yeah. But just so you know, 
ivermectin. I'm just going to come out right and say it. That horse medicine is also human medicine mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. prescribed to human beings all over the world. Yeah. We all know this. And so, but this is what the left is very good at, right? They're good at um, redefining what things actually are. Well, just take something that's false, and if you say it enough times, it becomes true. Exactly. Yeah. And so, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, this one right here. I, I agree, Joe. Farts will always be funny. <laughs> uh, so, we're farting noises. Thanks to the Libertarian Party of Tennessee for sending over this next video we're going to play for you. This comes from The Economist. Did you guys know that there was just no, no one predicted that we were going to have high inflation. There was no, no one talking about it. They had no idea it was going to happen. It was a super surprise. And it was just something that we couldn't have predicted coming from the economist right now. So let's watch just a little bit of what they had to say about that. As the world recovers from COVID-19, it's now economies that are running hotter than predicted. The economy is experiencing a very strong recovery. We brought this economy back from the brink. But with growth has come a surprising change. Inflation soared to its highest level in over a decade in April. The biggest month-over-month increase since September, get this, 2008. The sharp increase in inflation blindsided many economists. Almost no one saw it coming. Inflation is the least predictable it's been for a long time, probably for decades. But is this high... Okay, so the point of this video is no one saw it coming. Mm -hmm. This This is is a mystery. It's been the least predictable, like that guy just said, that it's been in decades. There was just no way. There's no one out... There's not like even an, there's not even an entire political sphere, like a whole, like half of the entire country that was talking about how we were going to have a lot of inflation. No one predicted that this was going to happen. I wouldn't say half. I had no idea. Half just because of their political beliefs is what I was saying. Not because they're economists or anything, but I'm saying, uh, you know, people who are Republicans or libertarians or anything like that. I think you're being too nice. Am I being too nice? Okay. Because the Republicans passed a lot of spending in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like, um, I, I would say, I, I would say you could, well, you could say that the Republicans acted a little bit more uh, egregious in the fact that they, they in the back of their minds, at least oh a lot gosh. of them, do know what causes inflations and chose to do it anyway because mm-hmm. it would get them reelected. And so that's that's the, the biggest problem there. Um, but I think you're being generous when you say half. But there were several people talking about this, lots of economists or people who understand a little bit of economics were talking about this. You were talking about this. I was talking about this. And so um, th- this isn't a mystery, folks. It's just more, it's more example of how dishonest like the media can be, even something as simple as like uh, The Economist. Like, here's the deal. There's nothing we could have done about this because no one predicted this and no one saw this coming. There was no one talking about if you injected a bunch of money into the economy that there would end up being inflation. Mm -hmm. So it's not our fault. I know that you're mad about inflation right now, but you shouldn't be mad at the administration or politicians or anything. This is just some random thing that's unpredictable that no one could have seen coming. Yeah. It's just not possible. We we don't know how inflation comes to be. It's a, it's a a paradox. Mm -hmm. No one's ever figured it out. Mm -hmm. It's never been a phenomenon. That's what I mean. It's phenomenon. That's yeah. Um, all right. 
Charlie, you can read this tweet, and then there's a video to play along with it as well. I love I try, all these dumb videos. I tried a new thing for the videos today, and it's not working out as well as I wanted it to. But as soon as you go to the slide, it plays it. Well, and even if I switch, when I switch the camera angle earlier, me clicking over here stopped the video from playing. Mm. I wasn't clicking inside of the presentation or anything. It yeah. just stopped it from playing. I, didn't, I wouldn't have assumed that that was going to happen. Hmm. Anyway, that's little technical difficulties that the producer will have Seems to figure out. Seems to be out. running rampant this week. <laughs> no one could have seen this coming. <laughs> no. No. All right, Dumb Believe number three is, uh, oh, BS makes it back in. Senator Bernie Sanders, quote, it's not acceptable that the two wealthiest people in this country, Mr. Musk and Mr. Bezos, take control of our space efforts to return to the moon. This is not something for two billionaires to be directing. Mm. It's it's just not, folks. So I'll play the video. It's of funny him. how he didn't talk about Mr. Musk for a long time. <laughs> it's, he was fine being a you know a, a forty billionaire. Yeah, that was okay. But now that he's become the richest one, it's just uh, too much. Too much. Just way too much. Also, right. that you know that reminds me real quick before you play oh, the video. Gosh. What a lot of people do is they're like, oh well, no one's. You, you heard this by the way. No one's ever going to have as much money as Jeff Bezos. You know, no one could ever reach that. So all you people who think this is a dream of something to strive for, no one could ever reach his amount of wealth. And then you have Elon Musk pass him. Hold my beer. Yeah, in less than a year, right? <laughs> and then, of course, now it's like, oh, no one will ever top Elon Musk. And they said this before Jeff Bezos came up and all of this stuff. Like, it is something to strive for if that's what you want, you know, like to be the first whatever trillionaire if you want. And most most of these people do make this amount of money by providing an a ridiculous amount of value to society that otherwise wouldn't be there or people ridiculously overvaluing what they've provided to society because uh, you know or maybe they're placing a lot of uh, value in the future for Teslas is what they're mm -hmm. doing um, it's a good that's a good example though of how people used to talk about Jeff Bezos and his wealth that actually, while you were saying that, I was drawing all the comparisons to something like a peak capitalism argument that when and this happens all that they, they do it with monopolies too. like Walmart's a monopoly. No one's ever going to be able to be bigger than Walmart. They're going to be able to control all the stuff that you buy and sell forever. They've got all the control. And then Amazon comes up, of course, and the Amazon's a monopoly magically after mm -hmm. that. And then Bezos has all this wealth and he's no one's going to be able to top this. This is crazy. And then Elon Musk comes up and then he's got, you know, almost $300 billion worth of wealth. And that's a really good example of how you never really reach that peak capitalism where it's time to just take everything and spread it all out mm -hmm. afterwards. Because what people see when they see this is, well, we're not going to do better than this. We need to take this wealth and spread it out to people. What actually ends up happening is if you allow it, if you allow the market to keep going, you end up with even more. And so that's really the problem with you can't decide to do it now because who's the person or who's the company or whoever it is that's about to create even more value than what Elon Musk is. And this goes well with my hour-long debate I had last night on TikTok with the left. Oh, yeah. I forgot to ask you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was interesting because we, we got into all this. And, of course, he comes from the standpoint of, well, all these things started out as they were publicly funded. You know, like NASA was publicly funded and they, you know, allowed – they're the ones who paved the way for Musk to do what he's doing. And all the drugs are publicly funded, the research and development. None of these private companies do any of their own research and development because it's too expensive. So they rely on the public, publicly funded research. And then there are going to be enough people 
that will continue to innovate and do these things out of the goodness of their heart without having billions of dollars. Yeah. That's the true belief. Yeah. And then I, then I, you can't argue with that because <laughs> you're just like, I, I did use the Milton Friedman. I was like, well, okay, where are you going to find all these angels to organize society for us? Yeah. Why aren't but, they doing it right now? Right. So I wouldn't know. It, so, um, the uh, yeah, it was I wanted debate, to. Though. I wish you had a video of it. I guess it was just live on TikTok. Yeah, so. it was just yeah. I don't, I don't mm. think they save should've it. Just like, screen recorded the whole thing. I guess I should have. I don't think they save it like uh, Facebook does. Unfortunately, mm. I can, we uh, could look though. The the argument that that guy was making is super annoying to me because what they do is, uh, for instance, like with the drug thing, he said the internet. They'll say, well, this was publicly funded, so it's it's owned by. So this is the annoying thing they do. They'll take control of something. And then they'll make it to where they're one of the only people that could provide funding to something. And then after something still comes out of that, they'll say, well, see, this wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have done this. They've done it with some of the drugs. Like, uh, you know, when, when the government's given out money to people who are trying to uh, check and see whether or not a drug is going to save a bunch of people's lives. See, once they start deciding who's going to pay for the studies and who's going to pay for the research, then a lot of that, that ends up being where a lot of it comes from because a lot of other people are like, well, why would I do this when the government's just going to do this? Right. That's, you know? that, that's essentially what I told them. I was yeah. like, well, yeah, they take those grants funded by the NIH because the NIH made them available. Yeah, but, you know, where did the government get that grant money? But people weren't inventing drugs before the NIH? Yeah. Like, before those grants existed, people weren't inventing life-saving medications? They were just, you know? No, And the ones who never did happened. were just doing it out of the goodness of their heart? There wasn't any profit incentive? And then they always bring up insulin. Well, the guys who invented in insulin, you know, they gave that patent away for free so yeah. everybody could have it. It's like, okay, that's one example of a couple good people that decided to do that. Pfizer is allowing other which people. Is great. Pfizer is allowing other people to make their new uh, COVID pill. They're allowing everyone to mm -hmm. get around the patent on that. So I mean, people will will do stuff like that. Let's hear Bernie talking about this though, real and quick. And I think people this freely doing that is awesome. And authorize some ten billion dollars in taxpayer money to Jeff Bezos, the second wealthiest person in America, for his space race with Elon Musk the wealthiest person in America. This is beyond laughable, and I will be introducing an amendment to strike this provision. Frankly, it is not acceptable. It's not an issue that we have discussed terribly much, but it is not acceptable that the two wealthiest people in this country, Mr. Musk and Mr. Bezos, take control of our space efforts to return to the moon and maybe even the extraordinary accomplishment of getting to the moon. This is not something for two billionaires to be directing. This is something for the American people to be determining. Okay. That's great stuff, Bernie. Yeah. That's great stuff. Well, okay. The American people are doing that by giving them money. <laughs> Thank you. That, that's, yeah. So the, this, this is, and see, this is the thing between... Uh, you know, even with leftists, we don't really all disagree that much, right? I mean, the, the, a lot of the problems, healthcare and, and all those things, we actually agree on the problems. It's the solution. And the difference is between the market or the government. And for some reason, the leftists believe that the government is the best way to institute these, uh, uh, you know, the, to institute the solving of the problems, whereas we believe that it's the free market because the free market is much more efficient and proficient 
and everything that you could possibly imagine when it comes to spending the money, when it comes to uh, what's important and all of those things where the least amount of people um, will suffer. And the feedback is instantaneous. I, I was, you know, how many leftists or Bernie Sanders, I'm sure himself shops at Amazon. I bet the dude, or at least his family, somebody has a prime account. It's like you're giving the, the company that these guys own, you're giving them money. Then that's where they derive their wealth is by producing value, which inherent, which, which produces wealth. And they're using that wealth to do all sorts of other amazing things that continue the production of wealth in the economy. So the American people really are directing the the space race yes. by, by doing this. And the other point... Way more than voting does. The point that I made on the Twitter earlier was that uh, Bernie is not really in favor of progress. That's not what he actually cares about. He cares about how much he hates people who have more money than he does. If he actually cared about like us going to the moon or going to Mars or anything like that, then he wouldn't be upset about this because they are going to do it way faster and way better than what the government actually could. The other thing is they're giving the, you know, they're giving them $10 billion in lieu of NASA spending a trillion dollars trying to do this themselves. I know that that figure is way overblown, but in lieu of NASA spending $200 billion over the course of 20 years trying to do this themselves, they're going to give Musk and Bezos some money because NASA wants to be, you know, directing or overseeing this journey to the moon. Somehow the government still has like purview when you leave Earth's atmosphere, they still have some kind of purview over that. And I think that they should just say, no, no, thanks. We're good. Right. Which they could do it without, they don't need the $10 billion from the government. But, but if the, they're going to offer it to you. But they're going to offer it. And if the government's going to say, we need to be regulating this space flight and we need to be the ones uh, controlling this and we want to be the ones going to the moon, then they're going to say, okay, here's $10 billion for you guys doing this. You could do it yourselves, but we want to be the ones that are doing it. And NASA can either spend $10 billion giving them money to do this on behalf of the American people, if the American people want their government space program to have some uh, kind of say in this, or NASA can take money from people and they can spend $200 billion doing this. Wh which one would you rather it be? But that's not really what he cares about. He cares about hating people who have more than he does. Let's just be honest here. That's what's actually happening. Well, and NASA's already spent a bunch of money. And you see, and they just missed, delayed, all, missed all kinds of deadlines. They just announced a couple days ago that they're delaying it by several years now, um, partly in due to the the issue with the spacesuits, where NASA is supposed to be making the spacesuits, and they still haven't been able to figure out how to do that. And they just they also lumped in well the time for SpaceX to create the lunar lander and stuff like that. That's going to take some time too. It's probably because of their spacesuits that they can't figure out right. is, uh, is what's actually going on. But anyhow, um, let's move on to the next one. This one also has to do with Musk, but it also has to do with a lot bigger problem. I wrote an article about this. You can read the articles, most of them written by Amanda on our website, goodmorningliberty.us. But I chipped in my buck 05 today. Mm. And uh, the article was called Elon Musk is already solving world hunger. And this has to do with that whole Twitter spat that happened between the UN food program 
and Elon Musk, where they said they said that two percent of his wealth could help solve world hunger. CNN printed that as two percent of his wealth could solve world hunger, mm-hmm. and Elon Musk responded and said, "Hey, if you'll tell me how six billion dollars is going to solve world hunger, then I'll do it. I'll sell some shares." He can, you can tell he's been wanting to sell some shares. Yeah. By the way, he's like, "Hey, well, I'll." Fine, I'll sell some shares. Yeah. Or you say he'll, he'll go find people on the dark corners of the internet. You're, you're what? You want me to sell some shares? If you could have your kids submit his business plan to me for his <laughs> lemonade stand, I'll sell some Tesla why, shares and fund it. Okay? Why are you over there trying to act like I won't sell shares? Because I'll do it. Yeah, that's what he's saying all the time. Don't believe number four. The UN World Food Program's plan to support 42 million people on the brink of famine. Now, this is their response to Elon Musk for this whole thing that happened. And they laid out this detailed plan about how much money they're going to spend in each country buying food and giving it to people over a little bit. Now, what I talked about in my article today was this will solve an immediate problem that some people have. There is a problem, world hunger, some people immediately need food or they could end up starving. All right, and the reason this ended up in today is because CBS and NBC and everyone is uh, now they're trying to get Musk to respond to it because he hasn't really responded to this yet. Mm. Um, Their solution to world hunger is to keep doing what they've been doing, which is they buy food and then they give it to people. But that's not actually the solution to world hunger. You know, if I, if I started tomorrow and I couldn't afford food, couldn't buy anything, then what's the problem that's occurred right here? There's a problem that I can't buy the food and I might starve and, three or four months, mm-hmm. something like that. But maybe six, yeah, maybe a year. I was trying to, <laughs> something like that. It could, it'll take a little bit. It'll take a little bit for me to start. But um, I got at least, you know, five years. So there's an immediate problem right there. But the actual problem is that I couldn't afford the food. And you got to say, what is that? What's that problem? Why won't that? Why can't I do that? Well, that's because somehow I'm not producing enough value for other people where I can trade that for dollars or barter it for some food or whatever. uh, So I can actually get the food. Like there's where the actual problem is. And that's why people are actually suffering from world hunger is because they don't have the ability to create value for other people. So they can trade that for money so they can buy food. And then some of the countries on the ability to trade with the other countries, currencies all messed up, all all sorts of stuff that are going on. So if you actually want to solve the problem, remember this was about his $6 billion solving world hunger. That's what it was. Simply just giving a man a fish is not going to solve the problem. You want to teach a man the fish, or in this case, give him, an, give him the ability to fish so they can actually solve the problem themselves. And that problem is actually creating value for other people. And the article they, I they talked about... They need opportunity. Yeah. They, the problem I talked about, um, how he's actually solving it has to do with Starlink. I was going to bring internet around the entire world, and that's going to completely change the world. Once everyone in the world has access to some kind of internet, if they can also get electricity or whatever they need to actually run the internet, that's going to change the lives of millions of people around the world. They'll be able to do work from home stuff. They'll be able to do education on th- on things. They're going to learn all types of different skills and be able to code or do whatever, do a customer service job or something like that. That's actually solving world hunger, even though you're not buying someone food and giving it to them. You're getting, you're helping them with the ability to get their own food. 
That's how you actually solve the problem. Mm -hmm. So my dumb bleep for number four goes to the amazing plan from the UN to take Elon Musk's money and do the same thing they did with money last year and the year before that and all the years before that. Just buy some food for people and give it to them. It's not a solution. I'm sorry. It just isn't. All right. Dumb bleep number five. This is kind of a... The live group's talking about how uh, Miles just said that his headphone was disconnected at work and he couldn't turn the phone down for some reason. <laughs> so here worst, we are. Worst case scenario. Blasting <laughs> your office. Did you try like putting your fingers over the, speakers. over the speakers and stuff? Try and block it. That's what I would need to do. We're just talking about liberty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I found out that Miles is a right-wing extremist. I think he might be a white supremacist. He's listening to this Liberty podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dumb bleep number five. Charles, if you want to... Now, this is just kind of a kind of a throwaway dumb bleep to break it up for a minute. Okay. Just to go. talk about something dumb that people on the left like to do. This from Nikki Freed. With gas prices rising... Uh, with gas prices higher than ever, Ron DeSantis is raising gas taxes. He calls himself a fiscal conservative, but we know what he really is, a fraud. Um, and this is in response to Florida raising their gas tax from 18 and a half cents per gallon to 19 cents. <laughs> and a related gas tax will go from 8 cents to 8.3 cents. Now, I'm never really a fan of raising taxes, um, but if you are going to do any sort of taxation at all, I think a sales tax for use of goods is better than directly stealing money out of my a usage page. tax a usage tax the funny part to me was i'm saying i'm not saying that's right i'm just saying it's at least it's better because i could decide whether or not i want to buy the product or service the funny part to me was making the big deal well, we don't like taxes okay so i don't like any of them all right but a big deal out of it going from 18.5 cents to 19 cents when gas went from about a dollar 95 to over $3 a gallon. Now they portrayed that as 18.5 cents and then they portrayed it as 19. Now in your head, if you're someone who just looks at something and half a second later, you blurt out a bunch of dumb shit out of your mouth, that dumb bleep out of your mouth afterwards. Sorry, didn't mean to curse, you know. Mm -hmm. Then you saw that as like a 0 0.50 increase on your gas right there, but it's actually 0.185 to 0.19. It's, it's half a penny, half a penny increase that actually occurred right here. Literally, in like what Charlie just said, when gas prices have gone up a dollar or a dollar fifty a gallon, your half a penny increase in gas per gallon is not a big deal, but they want to make it a really big deal and say, well, this is why gas prices are going up. That's literally what people are saying. This, see, on they want to they want to blame it on Biden, but it's really DeSantis raising the gas taxes. Mm -hmm. That's why the price is going up. On an average, uh, an average car, it's about twelve to thirteen gallons on a fill up, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're spending six to seven cents more on yeah. your fill up on the entire fill up um, on this fill up mm -hmm. than, than you would. Now that it, you know. That's probably why the gas that's gas prices are raising to the roof. Somebody responds here and says, you don't get why gas prices have gone up, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's and pretty, it's just ironic how you're going to call out uh, this as being a fraud, which again, I'm not for raising taxes, but never mind the fact that gas has gone up, you know, over, over a dollar, well over a dollar. And in a lot of places, more than that. Uh, because the government is so 
heavily involved in shutting down our economy now, and all kinds of things. The other side note is they didn't just pass this. This is attached to a bill that had already been passed in the years prior uh, where they pegged the gas tax to inflation. Mm. And so we didn't just go and pass a new gas tax hike or anything. Um, it's actually connected to inflation. So I, th I think that that's also important to and do. And he didn't have anything to do with it. Really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, um, that's number five. Just some amazing just some, how the government puts those increases for inflation in there for themselves. Uh, <laughs> it is you know? weird. Isn't that nuts? Is that why we, you know, it's not like rent control yeah. <laughs> where they're not going to pay attention to inflation and no. they put a cap on it. Mm. This is like, oh no, if it goes up, if inflation goes up and we got to raise the prices for on us. everything yeah, yeah. for us, for that us. we're taking it. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. Um, the next one, this is a uh, trigger warning. This is a video of Bill Gates. All right. Now there is a fact check. This Satan is our, himself. We've been trying to, to a lot of people. We've been trying to throw in a fact check and every dumb bleep. I thought this fact check was pretty funny. Now Gates is making a good point in this conversation and talking about how we need we need innovation in better vaccines. This is something that we've been talking about. He talks about how they've been great at reducing mortality and all that stuff, but they're not reducing transmission. Gates is saying that they're not reducing transmission. And so what he's saying is we need, now he's talking about public funding. And he's saying we need more innovation going into new vaccines that will actually stop transmission. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we'll go into the fact check here in a minute, but I will uh, show you real quick what Gates had to say about that for a few seconds. That will lead the R&D budgets to be focused on things we didn't have today. You know, we didn't have vaccines that block transmission. We got vaccines that help you with your health, but they only slightly reduce the transmissions. We need a new, a new way of doing the vaccines. We didn't get much in the way of therapeutics. Uh, you know, dexamethasone and now uh, molnupiravir uh, could help, but way less than, than should have been the case. We didn't get the... Okay, so what he's talking about there, like I said, just a real quick clip just to prove to you that he said it, that the vaccines aren't reducing transmission, but they are helping with your health. They're helping with the mortality risk of getting COVID. They're, they're helping overall with how you handle getting COVID if you've had that there vaccine. And I'll tell you what the fact check is real quick on this. Besides the fact that he's a, a right-wing misinformation conspiracy guy. Like well, yeah. Like Joe's saying. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. So I mean, he, made that, he made that clear as day. From Reuters, Bill Gates did not say COVID-19 vaccines are ineffective. <laughs> and we'll go through a little bit of this. A snippet of an interview with Bill Gates has been taken out of context by social media users who claim the billionaire philanthropist admitted that COVID-19 vaccines are not very effective. Versions of the claim have been seen here. That clip right there was uh, was actually from this article. The verdict on this missing context. It's always it's, it's missing always context. missing context. Gosh, for, can, for their side, you can put missing context on anything yeah. that you want. Missing context. Bill Gates' words have been taken out of context. He did not say COVID nineteen vaccines are not working very well. Rather, he said preparation for the next pandemic will likely include research on vaccines that stop virus transmission. Something they do not do now. One more time, I'm going to tell you the. 
He did not say the vaccines aren't working well. He said that the next pandemic, we will need vaccines that stop transmission, something they don't do now. This okay. Is, this is actually... That's a Reuters fact check right there. It's real. He this didn't say real. they don't work well. He just said they don't work well. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. Right there. I love it. I don't think we have to go any further into this. I don't know. We don't have any ads from Pfizer today, so we don't have to go any further into anything, but except he didn't say they don't work well. <laughs> He's not saying that. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't say that. He just said that we need better ones yeah. than these because <laughs> they don't do what we need them to do. Yeah. Okay. That's, All right. That's it. That's it. <laughs> was that dumb bleep number six already? That was. Wow. We're just blowing through it today. Oh, we're almost up on an hour already, but that's uh, that's all right. So the next one, now we already talked about the verdict from the trial, mm-hmm. and we're going to have numerous dumb bleeps next to week. talk about next week from this. A lot of them to talk about I'm sure this. the riots have already started. Yeah, I'm actually, uh, we need to get out of here so we can turn the news on. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to be like... The day it's going to be like on January sixth when we were watching the news. Mm-hmm. Is when that's the media. Their heads are just going to be exploding, mm-hmm. and I want words. to watch. I believe it. Um, Trickle D here sent a dumb bleep, an extra dumb bleep from Mayor Bill De Blasio. Okay, let me just read that real quick. Yeah, go ahead. From Trickle, thanks Trickle D. Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum are victims. They should be alive today. The only reason they're not is because a violent, dangerous man chose to take a gun across state lines and start shooting people. To call this a miscarriage of justice is an, is an understatement. He took it across state lines. It's, which he didn't, oh by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, gun, I thought he had like a friend bring it to him or something. I don't know. The, yeah, the gun was always in Wisconsin. Yeah. He didn't bring it across state lines. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> According to testimony. According to testimony. Yeah. That is, that is true. And he, didn't, and he didn't buy it. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a nightmare. Um, well, I don't know about nightmare, but it's going to be both sad and comical at the same time, which seems to be happening a lot. Now, we could be wrong on this. I don't know what's going on in the cities around the country right now. Maybe there won't be any violent, dangerous riots that occur over the weekend. We could just be totally wrong on that. Maybe it won't happen. Maybe people realize that they could get shot. <laughs> You know, maybe that's what they'll realize that, that if someone's there protecting property, then um, they have the right to defend themselves. So I don't know. We've got some precedent on this that is going to make the future very interesting. I think Rittenhouse is going to make a lot of money too. A lot of people oh, said that. Oh my God, yeah. For all the slander and stuff that's said about him. There are people that are tweeting, uh, F this murderer with uh Yeah, he better... Uh, so I'm, he needs to take donations for a security team. Someone mm-hmm. needs to get him out of the country real quick because yeah. he's uh, got a very recognizable face and he's not going to be able to go anywhere except for um, like Tennessee and Alabama and Georgia and Texas and stuff like that. He's going to have to move to Texas. Mm-hmm. That's what I recommend. Rural. rural so moves, Texas. Yeah. Somewhere out in the middle of nowhere in Texas mm-hmm. is where he needs to go, where he will never have to pay for a drink again when he turns 21. Maybe go, <laughs> maybe go trans. Yeah. Maybe just so yeah. would they reach Would they be able to retry him? <laughs> after that? I don't know. Does it still count as the not guilty for that person? Who I knows? Think maybe they would accept him. All right. We'll her. flash maybe back. They would accept her. We'll flash back to something that the jury proved wrong 
that the prosecutor in Kenosha said about self-defense. And there's more about more than just this trial right here, but it goes to your rights as someone who can defend yourself via the Second Amendment. What's up? What do you like? There's about? a meme that there's a meme that just posted in Life Group that says Kyle Rittenhouse asked to step outside and defend the oh, courthouse yeah. while verdict is being read. I saw that the other day, it's a good nice. one. Nice. It was so good. <laughs> okay, let's see what he had to say. And one of the things to keep in mind is that when the defendant provokes the incident, he loses the right to self-defense. You cannot claim self-defense against a danger you create. That's critical right here. The defendant decided to pull the trigger on his AR-15 four times. That was his decision. And he is responsible for every bullet that comes out of that gun. He doesn't get a pass by pulling the trigger fast. He could have chosen to stop after the first shot. All right, so I will go ahead and admit right here, I'll replace it maybe for the podcast. That's not the clip I thought it was going to be. He also said, oh man, I could have swore I listened to that earlier. He said that you lose the right to self-defense when you're the one that brings a gun. And that's, those are the words that I wanted to play right there. Epic fail mm-hmm. uh, from, the, from the, the video. I'm going to blame it on YouTube, actually. I think they changed it without us knowing. They did. But, Charlie, do you know that you lose the right to self-defense if you're the one who brings a gun? <laughs> I, I do now. Yeah. I'm so glad that I do now. Uh, I'm glad the jury said, nope. Yeah. No, that's not the case. They li- Yeah, they literally... Uh, well, it's just absurd anyway, and the pre- this isn't the only thing the prosecution did in this trial that was the that qualifies for dumb bleep of the week or the year. Um, lots of dumb things they said, um, but this by far might be the most dumb thing when they said um, when they essentially made the claim that there was no way that Kyle could claim self defense whatsoever. One for bringing a gun. Or two, because of what happened, also completely forgetting about the fact that um, everyone else there was rioting and causing everything to begin with. That was the first provocation that, that happened. The, uh, they yeah. provoked him to come there. It, yeah. So if they wouldn't have been, you know, burning down buildings and destroying people's personal property to begin with, then this would have never taken place. Yeah, that's ever. true. But, you know, this is a. Probably a widely held opinion, at least now, uh, from from people that are on the left and you're seeing the government. That What bothered me so much about this was the government making a blatant, incorrect argument that if you bring a, if you have the gun, then you don't have a right to self-defense. It is the dumbest argument I've ever heard. That Like what um, I think Amanda said um, in the group, someone said it in the group, that you can never defend yourself with a gun. You can't unless mm-hmm. the other person has a gun. I guess that's the. I don't know what the what this prosecutor would come out as. Well, you would have had to afterwards. call and ask them if they were bringing yeah. a gun. You bring so your you, gun, so you knew that you could bring yours too. You want me to sell shares? Yeah. What do you want me to do? Yeah. You want me to bring my gun? And Amanda it makes the same makes a good case, just like um, just like being blamed for wearing the skirt, for wearing the short skirts. Like, oh well, you. Mm-hmm. You know, you provoked. <laughs> you provoked. You it. provoked the man yeah, to you, rape you. You can have a gun, and this is what people don't understand. Like, because people are so triggered by guns, you guys like that triggered. Mm-hmm. Because people are so offended by someone having a gun, they don't think you should be able to have the gun. 
they make the argument that simply the act of having a gun provokes someone else to want to attack you and that they should have the right to attack you because you had a gun. Especially a scary looking one. Yeah. And Joe makes a good point. Didn't uh, Grosikonikich... Didn't he have a gun too? Yeah, he had a gun there. He so. did, but he was trying to, by their um, prosecution, they were, he was trying to stop an active shooter. Yeah. So that, but he brought it just in case there was an active shooter, I guess. I as long know. as you keep it hidden until you need to pull it out. Mm-hmm. That's if anyone saw it, now they would have had a right to just try and kill Gage. Exactly. Because they saw that he had a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, but he, he becomes the provocateur. Since he was provoking. Just like the police, man. They carry those things on their hips, mm-hmm. provoking people as they walk around looking at you without your gun, and they got theirs just running around provoking people to commit all sorts of crimes. And um, the, the idea, you know, you're supposed to be able to defend yourself and the idea that if someone else doesn't have a gun and they just using their hands or they have a chain skateboard which one of the guys had or a skateboard or they're trying to jump kick you anything like that they're like oh well you can't use a gun against that because it's like it's, it's not equitable yeah. <laughs> is what it is yeah you gotta use your hands first <laughs> there's force inequality occurring right there mm-hmm. and the, the you have to do that and that's not it's clearly not the case like you can kill someone with your hands in fact, more people are killed by people's hands than by AR-15s every year. You can kill someone with a skateboard. Mm-hmm. You can kill someone with a with a heavy object that you can hit them with over the head. And it's not even just killing them with that. But what happens when you knock the person out and then they take your gun? So, of course, you are defending yourself because you can't assume that once they knock you out, that they're just going to drag you over to the police or something like that. I don't think that assumption could be made in this case. So you're going to defend yourself. You just are. So anyway, that's those are the those are the dumb bleeps right there. We can. Oh, we didn't save any for the. Oh crap! For the light, we're gonna have to come up with another one. Yeah, well, we added in the. Well, well we just, definitely aren't gonna get the votes. So what's up? That they're definitely not gonna get the vote count. No, no so, vote count for the other folks, people. Folks, I gotta end not the show. I gotta end the show here and just you know we gotta continue on with the live group afterwards. They yeah. get the privilege. If you want that same privilege and you believe. If you believe that Kyle Rittenhouse and the verdict was correct, then you need to sign up at goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Be part of the in crowd. Get your vote in. And um, if you're not part of that, you're not. we're not counting your vote. Get your vote, Sam. I don't Sam. care what Joe Biden says. Yeah. We're not counting it. So goodmorningliberty.locals.com. Go do that. Uh, then also go to mastermytrades.com if you want to see what's happening in the stock market, what inflation is doing. To the stonks and all of that, so far, uh, not much. But uh, I think some things could be happening. It's best to pay attention. So if you want to learn how to pay attention, go to mastermytrades.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, I know that you did. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Share it with your friends and your family and the children around this wonderful holiday of Thanksgiving. Do it. When you're at the table, you'll be like, hey, you want to know the truth? You want to know the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Good morning, Liberty. Okay? You can show it to them in the evening. It's fine. Doesn't matter when, but good morning, Liberty. And if you do all those things, we'll be back again tomorrow. Not tomorrow. We'll be back again on Monday. I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. All right, let's do the vote.